You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. For me, it's in sync. Um, but I have my speaker set at six, at number six in the Skype speaker setting. What did oh you do? God. You sound like a chipmunk. What was that? <laughs> yeah, you sound like a chipmunk. Do you hear that, Elisa? <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like a helium setting. How'd you do that? <laughs> Are you recording? <laughs> yes. I don't know if we'll be fine, but we're going to be geeks. So this is how we're going to start Geekiest Show Ever is we're just going to be ourselves. And we apologize in advance. <laughs> but uh, Just in case you're yeah. new to the show. <laughs> yeah, if you happen to listen for the first time. Um, but yeah, so, you know, and, you know, I want to say we're in quarantine, but, you know, we're just discussing it really hasn't the, well, I guess, Melissa, it's affected you at that end. But for uh, Lisa and I, it's kind of going on as usual because uh, we're both doing our same things. I'm going to work cleaning the school and doing that stuff. So uh, uh, how are – okay, so how are things going uh, for you then uh, out in Arizona? It is hot. Yesterday it's it was really fucking hot. Like it was like the first like really fucking hot day because it was like 98 degrees. I was FaceTiming with my dad. He's like, so what's the temperature out there? And I showed him on my watch what the temperature was. And uh, the reason why it bothered me is because now that uh, whenever we get a grocery run, so here at the Davis household, we sanitize everything because I'm high risk and I'm also just a germaphobe. (laughs) So it kind of gets to me a little bit. This is like the worst thing for germaphobes like me. So the whole family is like a team and a lot of it's really just for practice. You know, it's kind of a new way of living. And so we, we disinfect our groceries. I know that they say you don't have to, but we do. We, uh, we wipe things down that have non-porous surfaces. And if it's like, you know, cardboard or or paper, it stays outside for a while. But, uh, so when we have this, this situation, like when my husband goes out for a supply run, I swear to God, I just like, I don't know when it will ever stop, but I just, I picture I picture like I'm in the, in some kind of scene from The Walking Dead, like back in the beginning. <laughs> it's really a terrible way to think. Anyway, so it's just uh, it's stressful when when there's a supply run. It's it's nice because yay food, but it's stressful because it takes a while to get through everything and, and process everything. The other problem is that it's a, quite a bit of a crapshoot trying to get things because they'll tell you that they're out of stock. And uh, like for us, we tried to order things through Walmart and they canceled our order twice. And the third time was a charm, finally, but we're still looking for alternatives. So it's like this whole new way of trying to get supplies because um, my husband will go out and he'll do the pickups. But I really just don't want him in the stores right now. I just I just don't really feel safe about it yet. Um, So when we bring stuff back, we did do a produce run. We have this really great program out here in Arizona called Produce on Wheels Without Waste. It's called Pow Wow for a nickname. And I'm really happy about it because I don't know if you guys have seen in the news where, you know, a lot of people are trying um, to get groceries at the stores, whether it's with Instacart or going out themselves or going to do some kind of a pickup. And like I just mentioned, there's a lot of things that are out of stock. It's kind of a crapshoot. And produce is one of those things that you're just not quite sure about. And so we have seasonal produce around here and um, like down in Mexico and some of the local farms out here. They pro- they produce for make you probably know something about this a thing or two but you know they produce for commercial end and so that 
supply is not there <laughs> or that demand is not there, but the supply is. And so, and it's always been this way, but it's probably even more uh, compounded now. And what happens is this produce will go to a landfill to rot. So this program, Produce on Wheels Without Waste, will go and actually rescue the crops. And it's perfectly good food. You know, there might be some blemishes on the tomatoes or something like that. But it's perfectly good food that they just can't turn around and sell. So for a small fee, it's like $12. You know, you can pay cash or you can pay online so you don't have to do anything, no, no contact. Um, you can go to a, uh, a scheduled pickup and you, like Nate described, that you just pull up, you you either show that you've paid or you give them the money through crack your window or whatever, and they load your trunk up and off you go. And you get 70 pounds worth of produce, whatever is happens to be in season at the time. Holy cow. Yeah, 70, 70 pounds. 70 pounds for $12. And so we wow. had a shit ton of squash. <laughs> so this, this haul was squash and tomatoes, different kinds of tomatoes like uh, grape tomatoes and the little like medium, small size, not, not the cherry size, but a little bit bigger tomatoes. So many tomatoes, so much squash, and uh, it was yellow squash and cucumbers, and what was the other thing? Uh, butternut squash. And then friends of ours, like we have an issue with citrus out here. We have a lot of citrus trees, and for people who love to have citrus trees, we used to have a lemon tree and a grapefruit tree, and they were killed by the frost. They're they're fragile when it comes to a frost, and you, normally you don't think frost in Arizona, but we did have a, a number of years ago. We had a, a really really bad unseasonable frost and it did take out a lot of citrus trees but for the people who have hardy citrus trees um, like in their yards and stuff they once they start producing sometimes you have to like hire people to come and get them so friends of ours were just putting out boxes like on their driveway you know saying come come get them so we had a bunch of those and so that was the one nice thing about this was that we had so much food that it's gonna rot anyway like that you know, we took it, of course, and we can make lots of food and we can freeze a lot of stuff. But even then, there's still so much. But what made me feel good was I was able to put a bag together and go hang it over my fence and share it with my neighbors. So I like texted her. I was like, can you have this? Do you like this? Do the kids like this? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put a bag together and hung it over the fence. So that re felt really good for like the first time in a while to actually like make contact with their neighbors. They're like right in the backyard. Like we see them, you know, we wave and stuff like that. But to actually be able to go and share some food with them was really nice. So that's what we had done for, for produce, at least for, you know, seasonal kind of stuff. Um, and Nate made a really great, um, a great meal out of it. Uh, so, you know, my husband is the foodie. He's, he's kind of the cook of the family. So he enjoys putting that kind of stuff together. So that's how we've been dealing with food and disinfecting. And that's been stressful. But, you know, it's, it's just it's trying to it's like learning new software. You know, you're just trying to figure out, like, how to meander this, how to navigate this whole scenario and. It's frustrating and exciting at the same time because it's like, oh, well, I always wanted to try this. Don't know if I really want to live this way for a long extended period of time, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you guys say like it's, you know, Mike, you said it's kind of normal where you are. For me, it's just a little difficult because I'm high risk and my mother-in-law is high risk. So my husband is kind of sandwiched between both his wife and his, and his mother who are people that he doesn't want to get sick. So we all have to take precautions. And as you guys know, I have little kids and they're just little they're just little running around little petri dishes, so no. <laughs> We'd wrap them in, in bubble wrap if we could, but that's not happening. So we're trying to keep the kids entertained, and you know, of course, my teenager just loves it because he doesn't love the quarantine, of course. But, but he has been enjoying like playing video games. And the other day, he hosed his <laughs> he hosed his Macintosh. He has a he has a backup, but this is one of those you know life skills uh, tough learned lessons where, mom, can you help me with this? And I was like. Nope. 
I told him, I mean, I will, like, I'll, I'll try to help him out. But he was trying to install another operating system. Uh, Mikey would have enjoyed it. He was, he was very much a little mini Captain Chaos for a little while there. <laughs> he was just like, oh, whatever happens. Oh, you're muted. <laughs> I love how, how animated Mike is. Oh, we're going to go through this again with uh -oh. no sound? Uh-oh. First we had, I wish they could have heard, first we had Chipmunk Mike. Now we have Monk Mike. <laughs> oh, I, I heard something. What did you jiggle? Jiggle the handle a little more. <laughs> nope. Nope, no sound. Oh, listeners, uh, we cannot repeat what he just said. Well, sure, we can. We read can lips. But, <laughs> but it wouldn't be We as, can read lips. Yeah. We could repeat it, but it wouldn't sound as good, especially if it wasn't in the chipmunk voice. Oh, my God. I don't know what the hell happened. But that was hilarious. He's like, I'm just going to light on fire now. <laughs> well, while, Mike's, while Mike's trying to figure that out. Yeah. See, I was saying this isn't a whole lot different for me because I'm pretty much in the house all the time anyway. Yeah. The big difference for me is not being able to go to the gym. Yeah. Not being able to come and go as I please. I'm pretty much twice a week I go to the grocery store. Um, and p some people are, why do you do that twice a week? Well, because you can't buy six bags of salad mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just because you, you need it. I eat a lot of salads. So mm -hmm. I'll go on a Monday and a Friday and I'll go to the store. Tomorrow I go to Walmart. I'm going to do my father's run. He still doesn't understand because my father is, I, I think he's starting to get dementia. Mm -hmm. But he That's doesn't hard. understand when I come over to bring him his food. To not go near me. Mm -hmm. And I keep putting my hand up going, get away, get away, get away from me. You know, I, I put the food on the dining room table and I say goodbye. Do you have a mask on? Like, does he not get, he doesn't put the mask two and two together? I don't put a mask on when I go into his house. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I keep my distance. Mm -hmm. I have a mask on when I go to the store. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, though I was, I was telling you guys the other day when I went to Sam's Club on Friday, mm -hmm. um, Everybody was really good about wearing a mask, except these People two. People weren't wearing them correctly, though. <laughs> no, just yeah. these two jerks. One was wearing it around his neck. Yeah. And one was wearing it on his chin. Yeah. And the guy who was wearing it on his chin had his phone on listening to, I don't know if it was talk radio or hmm. if he was listening to a podcast. I don't know. But he had, like, these really loud voices all coming out rude. of his phone. And I'm just thinking, dude, put on some headphones. Right. <laughs> and... Put on your mask like yeah. everybody else in the store is wearing. Huh. You know, actually, I went for a walk yesterday because it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple walking their dog and we were going in opposite directions. So as soon as I saw them coming, I crossed the street. And then when I turned around and came back, they had turned around and go back in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And again, I crossed the street. And it was interesting because he had his mask on, but he had it around his neck, which at that point, you really didn't need it. We're outside. Yeah. yeah. But his wife had the mask on. Mm-hmm. And hmm. I just thought, I ha I didn't even put mine in my pocket because I figured, hmm. I'm outside, I'm walking. I'm not hmm. going with anyone. I'm not stopping to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm just walking. We took a walk, and it was in the evening, and we wore them just for practice. Like, I mean, because we have little kids, so it's a little bit different. You know, we have kids, we have to model this kind of behavior, and we kind of have to, like, get them used to the idea. We have to get used to the idea ourselves. And so it was mostly more for practice. But me being an asthmatic, I really wanted to see, like, okay, we were going for a brisk walk. Am I going to be able to breathe in this thing? And like I posted on Facebook the other day, I was kind of disappointed because it, it bothers me because I wish that I could just, you know, just make a mask, you know, pick a mask design, go with it and just make a bunch. But for me, it's difficult because I can't breathe through the damn thing. Even just the little 
the little cloth, um, the little disposable masks that I had been collecting for a while. Like I, I had some of those and I wore them. And even that was difficult. It's just something that's impeding an already strained system. So it just it, it bothers me that way. There's patterns on YouTube that I've seen that you can make a mask that have uh, like a little opening for first mm -hmm. a piece of wire to wrap yeah. around your nose and then also to take a filter. Mm hmm and put that in. Now, would that help you? Well, that's what I'm going to test because my theory is that it's probably going to make things worse because you're supposed to either put a coffee filter in or that, which isn't going to really protect you much at all, but uh, you should put a, uh, they said to use vacuum cleaner, like a HEPA filter. I just think when I tested it with a, I tested it with a, a disposable surgical mask that I had, and then I put a bandana over that to see what would happen. And it was, it was really strained. Like the double layering was, was not working for me. So I'm thinking, First of all, when you make a pleated mask, it's going to be a double layer of cotton, and then you're supposed to have a pocket, and then you put the filter in there. I just, I don't know. I suspect, I mean, in a pinch, I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to figure something out because I do have a doctor appointment coming up, like, next month where I will have to go to the clinic and get my blood drawn. And, God, I mean, <laughs> of all the places that I would have to go when I'm not leaving the house to go to the clinic, is like, it's really going to freak me out. I don't know what I'm going to do. We do have uh, one of those half mask respirators that have the you know for it was in the garage like for when you're working with solvents and paints and stuff because right. I, I have had I have some 3M they're not N95 they're I guess they're in the N95 material but they're you know the 3M dust mask they're I've had them for when I was doing spray painting projects because a couple right. of years ago I did do something and I screwed myself big time because I didn't have enough respiration protection on I just thought oh I'm just gonna like quickly spray this thing down and boy did I pay for it because I could I think the stuff just like coated my lungs it was bad bad news and so when I did a couple of other projects where like I did my ceiling fan I think you might have seen that I totally like made sure I protected myself and it did make a really big difference and I so I had like gloves and masks left over for that project so I do have some it's just um I don't know. I just going into a clinic, it just makes me really weary. Like Lucian has to go get his blood work done. And I'm thinking, all right, you're going to come home. You're going to shower. <laughs> Total decon, you know. So I'm just a little wary of it here. Um, yeah. okay. It's also allergy season. Oh, oh there's Mike. I think he's back. He's yeah. back. What did you do? I, Write it down. I bumped, I bumped my hub and uh -oh. uh, disconnected the USB. And then it switched back over to this yeah. uh one that I got my headphones plugged into. So uh -huh. I had to switch that back. So, yeah, I'm back now. <clears throat> That's because you were swearing with your hands. You got all Italian on me for a second there. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, it's the Irish coming out. Oh, um, fighting Irish. But, uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say here, um, you know, we're, like I say, things haven't changed too much for us. we uh been going to Watertown once a week like we usually do and uh, shop. And, uh, and now, you know, we're getting food and taking back to my son's place. Uh, whose birthday was yesterday. Um, and so we um, we go back to his place and we eat. And so it's not exactly, you know, normal because normally we'd go out to eat, but otherwise we're shopping. Um, I don't see the, uh, there's uh, some people wearing masks. Most aren't, but like say, we haven't had, with the exception of Sioux Falls, which is two, mi uh, two hours away from here. Uh, the rest of the state, I think for the most part, is mostly flattening out. There's one or two new cases pop up once in a while, but I think for the most part, it's flattening out here. Um, and so, you know, like I say, I don't see a lot of people uh, with masks. Um, they, 
Walmart, they had things really kind of ramped up. Now they've kind of backed off a little bit, at least really? as far as, okay. well, coming in the front door. I mean, they had it. So you had to kind of like serpentine around. Now there's this, they got this divider. You go in this door, come yeah. out that door. Right. Um, That's the way it is by me, too. Yeah, because before you had to like come around and like kind of, you know, snake your way through there. And I think they just simplified that to make it easier. And uh, the employees are wearing masks, some of them correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's the others that, you know, they got it below their nose and okay. And, yeah, that's why I don't go out. That's why I just stay the hell yeah, home. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think if anybody, yeah, like you say, for you or anybody that's is high risk, the best thing is to stay home. I think for, you know, depending upon where you live, like I say, here things I think are flattening out pretty good. Um, I like just I keep say, seeing the numbers go up. I don't see any any flattening going on in Arizona. We have no. we have 1,136 cases just in my county, and we have 76 deaths as of today. Well, like I say, I'm ruling out Sioux Falls because... six cases reported today. That's just the ones we know of. That's the reported cases. So, I mean, that's got... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. No, yeah, so the county right above me, which is, you know, not that far away, they've got double the amount. And they had 246 cases reported just today. Just today. And like I say, uh, with the exception of Sioux Falls, which is our metropolitan area, I think that's around 200,000 people. So there's a... uh, I think this, when was this updated? I suppose sometime today uh, from the South Dakota um, uh, health site here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a total of 2,200 cases, 2,212 cases in South Dakota. For the whole state? Through the whole state. Oh, 18, yeah. 1,854 in Sioux Falls. Huh, the wow. next, oh, that, or in Minnehaha County, which is Sioux Falls. The next highest number is Lincoln County, which is right below the county, right below Sioux Falls. They have 128. And then from there, everything is 30 on down. Clark has had one, and that was like about three weeks ago. And there's been no new cases pop up. But, you know, the problem we were having in uh, Sioux Falls was the meatpacking plant down mm-hmm. there, Smithfield Foods. Yeah, um, that's one hot Yeah, and there's been other uh, meatpacking plants that's mm-hmm. had issues also. Yeah, Nebraska, um, Iowa. Yeah. 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 And um, so, like I said, that's been our spot. And so Sioux Falls is a separate case on its own. But like I say, I think the rest of South Dakota, uh, as long as people you know, from Sioux Falls in that area stay put. And I, like I say, I think the rest of us are pretty good here. So I'm, uh, I got to see what our governor is going to say. I'm hoping you know, soon here, uh, within the next you know, few weeks, we'll kind of start to uh, – getting close uh starting to ease back into you know what we were doing before so uh we just got to play it by ear and see but um and then you've got new york where we have over 282,000 cases right and close to 17,000 deaths yeah but the governor said today the numbers are starting to go down so if we can keep the numbers going down for 14 days, he's going to slowly start opening things back up. Oh boy, it'll be downgraded from a pandemic to an endemic. So <laughs> that'll be good. You know, he said he wants to start first. I didn't see his his conference. It's just what I saw on the news tonight. Um, he's going. They're going to open up manufacturing and construction, and then go from there. So I don't know what phase two is, and at what point phase two starts after phase one. Well, I think well, the outdoor are going things, down. I think the outdoor right. things don't bother me quite as much as like I just keep thinking any kind of services where you have to go inside a building and breathe the same recycled air. 
that seems to be that just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Right. Ugh. No thanks. Well, and, then, and also and, wondering you know, about the concerts because the concerts start mm -hmm. soon. Which are right. out, it's, it's like it's outdoors, indoors. It's an amphitheater, so you are inside, but you are sitting around a group of people. Yeah, that's too close for comfort. On the lawn, you know, and I have tickets for both. I have concert mm -hmm. tickets for the lawn, and I have concert tickets for the inside. Mm. I really want to go to these shows. Right. But at the same time, if Ticketmaster comes back and says, yeah, they've been canceled, as long as you give me a refund, mm -hmm. you know, what are you right. going to do? Well, and for us in South Dakota here, um, our number two industry is tourism because we've got mm -hmm. Mount Rushmore. We got mm -hmm. the motorcycle mm -hmm. rally. We have a lot of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's our number two uh, revenue generator. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I, you know, right now, I mean, I get it. We, you know, shouldn't have until, you know, every place gets, because you can't stand in the border and say, where are you from? Mm -hmm. And let in, you know, uh, so. Show me your papers. Best... Show me your papers. Everybody show me your yeah. papers. Just, and, let's just put a and, barcode on our head. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that yeah, scares the bejeebers out too. of me. But, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the problem with New York that's because as he scary wants as being to do around people. upstate. He wants to do upstate New York, not downstate, because downstate's where most of the cases are. But how do you tell someone from downstate mm -hmm. they can't go upstate? Right. Yeah. That's the problem. Now, Mike, with, Mike, with Mount somehow. Rushmore, is that a right. place where you just drive through in your car, or is it a place you physically get out and walk through a park? It depends on what kind of experience you want. You can see it from the um, uh, as you drive through the highways there. But like I say, if you want to get up close and personal, and you want to see you know the exhibits and the history and that stuff, but most of that is outside. Mm -hmm. It's like our and Grand Canyon you, out here. I can imagine the and how yeah. do you stop. You know, how do you mon I've never been there. Right. How do you monitor people for that to say, you know, your family and then my family six feet sure. farther back and then Melissa's family right. six feet farther back? Yeah. How do you yeah. monitor that? Yeah. See, that's the issue. Yeah. And there's no accountability. You know, there's no monitoring. There's no accountability. And I just don't trust people. I just don't. Yeah, people well, can't still, can, people can't no. even wear their masks correctly. How the hell do you expect people to follow instructions about? Yeah. Distances? I mean, to still be able to enjoy what you're looking at mm -hmm. and get the education from it, yeah. but still keep yourself safe and keep people around you safe, you know, to try um, to make it it's... more of a win-win. Well, and I think some of it's going to be, and we got to see as this progresses and they gather more information, you know, uh, I've seen some things stating that this may not have been as they, uh, severe as they anticipated um, and that maybe um, we should still you know, practice social distancing, but maybe we don't have to be as stringent. It, it might boil down to the at-risk people, you know, keep them protected. And then maybe the rest of us can get out. But like I say, that's something that's got to be, you know, determined. But, um, you know, hopefully we can figure this out successfully because, uh, yeah, I get it. You don't want to start up the you know epidemic again. But um, also, too, there's also going to be a, you know, a toll on the other side if we don't start up soon. Because yeah, there's got to be a compromise. I just don't know what that there is. is. Yeah, and we just kind of got to figure it out. And like I say, I you know, and I realize we're gonna have there's gonna have to be precautions, um, and you know, hopefully you know people talk about the new normal, and that can turn into a raging debate. Hopefully, the new normal will be wash your hands, cover your mouth when you sneeze. You know, things we should have been doing in the yeah, first things place. Things we should have been doing anyway. It's gonna yeah. take a massive, massive education on everybody's part. 
and and it's right. got to be consistent and it's got to be you know we can't we're constantly spreading memes and i mean there's also you know to bring it back to the geeky side of things i mean there's constant viral misinformation being spread too on, on the internet by, by all of us by well-meaning people you know we we think oh that looks like a really good graphic you know maybe i'll just share that mm-hmm. but too many people they they share it. Lisa, we were talking about that. Uh, did we talk about that last episode? We were we were both kind of kvetching about people sharing their uh, high school pictures on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I had a whole which rant, thankfully rant about that. seems to have stopped. Yeah, because yeah, there's, you saw there's the article things, from the things cons- that I Better started. Business Bureau. Yeah, yeah. There's a few things that I started, but they were like, you know, who's your favorite oh. art? You know, your top five albums, or who, you know, who do you wish if you could bring back from mm-hmm. the dead? You know, who do you miss the most? Yeah. You know, things that don't mean anything. Yeah. I'm not going to say, okay, now put down your mother's maiden. You know, your who, yeah. who, what's your maiden? That's one of the reasons why I didn't put my maiden name on um, on Facebook. A lot of people will put, you know, I Mary Joan yeah. Smith. It's like I figure if someone knows me from high school, mm-hmm. I was the only Elisa. Mm, I see, and. I I have one picture that so they'll know it's me, mm-hmm. and I have messages open so that if they wanted to message me and say, "Are you the one who went to such and such high school?" I can go, "Yep, that was me." <laughs> See, I've made but it. I've made it uh, my habit to like try to hide in in plain sight, sort of, so to speak. It's just I know it's probably not working, but in my mind, that's what I kind of try to do. Like on my Facebook page, my personal page, and I have a business page, and I keep business and personal separate. Um, but on my personal page, you know, I really only, I've only friended people for a while there. I had this really strict policy where I would only friend people that I would invite to my home for dinner. And then, you know, then I would friend people, but then I started using lists and I was keeping people kind of like in lists, you know, and then there are certain things that I make public and certain things I make private. But you see, I know how to pull all the different toggles and all the different, the different strings, so to speak, but there's so many people that just don't, and they don't, they're just not aware like you were saying the other day, like they're not, they're posting some of the stuff that's public and they don't, I don't think they know or they just don't care. Whereas like there are certain things that I specifically make public and a lot of things that I make private. And there are a lot of things that I post that there's people that are excluded from it just because I have certain lists and stuff. Cause it's, you know, it's been my business to kind of know how to do this stuff. I mean, for a while there people were actually, you know, that was part of my, my services where people were asking me, how do I adjust my privacy settings? How do I use Facebook? You know, it's just something that I've always had to grok. So I dig into that nitty gritty kind of stuff, whereas other people just don't. And I don't think they really care too much. That's like well, yeah. the, the quiz that you were just describing as an example, you know, a lot of that stuff is harmless. You know, it's it's a list of things that we like, just kind of a getting to know you kind of a thing. And, and they are, you know, for the most part, harmless. But you got to know what kinds of questions. All that stuff is like, to me, it's all socially engineered. It's it's just... It, well, it some of the questions pre- I think, it, hey, do you have a tattoo? Okay. You know, um, have you been to a concert? Have you been on a plane? Uh, but, the, uh, but they would ask certain questions. Oh, and I just There's had it. Leading just questions. My, oh, have you been, have you been divorced? I mm-hmm. mean, I don't know. I kind of look at that and go, yeah. Is that possibly something that that could be used against them mm-hmm. in some in you know some right. way? Finding out that they had a different husband, you know, mm-hmm. or husband or wife. But you know, I just I just it's fishing. I, it's li- literally never, fishing. Fishing for information. I never. And you know, you know, sometimes people say, "I'm posting this picture. Or I'm posting this," and then Melissa Davis, I've I nominate you, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you're supposed to do that, yeah, and then you're supposed to nominate other people. I never. I usually don't. Anytime, any principle, because I, I just don't have the time. I just don't. <laughs> It's not yeah. just that. It's just like, no, I'm not. It's, it's like a chain. It's, it's a like chain, chain mail yep, to me. Exactly. I'm like, nope. 
yep. nope not doing it, it feels too much like chain mail so i'm not doing it yeah nope, well not doing it. yeah and, and for me on facebook it's only people uh that i know around town here kevin's um, already thrown up by now by the way yeah we mentioned <laughs> facebook he's grabbing his garlic and his Great. cross um <laughs> You know, and I don't blame them himself. a lot of times. I really don't. I know I poke fun at you, Kevin, but I, I'm with you on yeah. a lot of that stuff. I really yeah. am. Yeah. And no. yeah, I'm like, and I'm just, I'm just kind of, I'm just a curmudgeon. Um, <laughs> I don't share much on you know, personal on Facebook. I mean, yeah, I re, uh, or share stuff, but I don't, uh, nothing too personal. You can be a bird watcher, anything. though. You can just watch, you know, what your friends post. Sure. And I know sure. I have plenty of, um, you know how do you guys still get like the Christmas letter from the aunt or the uncle or something like I love those and I yeah. wish that I yeah. would sit down and do them but several several people in our family will send us and it doesn't have to be Christmas but it's usually around the holidays and they'll send us a like an annual letter like you know some people it's it's their tradition I have maybe about mm, maybe about five people that still will do it they'll send out a letter and my in-laws would do it too and and you know what were all the goings on for the whole year and it's kind of like their old school version of a Facebook post in a way, but it's you well, know, a nice, nice letter kind of catches you up on everything. And they'll so many times they will say, we really enjoy seeing pictures of the kids on Facebook. We really enjoy reading your Facebook posts. And then that's like, Oh God, just when I was going to like try to quit Facebook and then they write me that. And so I know that they're out there like looking at things. They might not be commenting or liking or anything, but I know that they're seeing it. And when we do get together, they'll make a comment on something funny that I shared or something like that. Like just the other, just the other day, one of my aunts posted, I think I sent it to you guys, actually. <laughs> she shared, this is my, my husband's aunt, but you know, she's, she's, you know, an aunt and she shared this like rather uh, graphic joke. And we were just like dying reading this. We just thought it was the funniest thing. And so, you know, those are kind of those enriching things that you wouldn't be able to experience if you didn't have a social media tool. It has, unfortunately, it has to be Facebook. You have to meet the people where they are, but this is what we have to work with. So I, I just well, I can't quit it. It's all, all my cousins are there for, for, for a lot of people. That is like our only connection. Yes, I wish we would just call each other on the phone. Yes, I wish we would even just text each other or write letters. Sure, all of that would be really nice. But come on, it's not realistic. I mean, especially when you're crossing time zones and trying to call somebody, you're just going to get their freaking voicemail anyway. So why bother? It's just, no, fuck that. I just, this is easier. Oh. Just <laughs> keep up uh, with everybody yeah. at once. Here, here's my Christmas letter. Same shit. See you next year. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Merry I mean, yeah, Christmas. Mm. Yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not interesting. I don't take trips. I don't do much. I don't go anywhere. You want to hear about my video games? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you know, yeah, I mean maybe then we can my, talk. My life. Yeah. Yeah. But did you but, used to uh, do more things when the kids were littler though? That you would have like oh, written home so, about? Once or twice, but it, it, I don't know. Again, curmudgeon. Um, <laughs> there's you know some of those Deb calls them brag letters, and you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, that's what it is. It's a brag book, well, brag it, letter. It, no, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a brag letter. It says you're just keeping people up to date. Uh, I mean, all I yeah. used to do is I would take the kids, you know, when they get their school pictures, I would mm -hmm. cut out a little, you know, little wallet size and I'd yeah. throw it into the, you know, just a right. holiday card. Yeah. We've done it once or twice, but it's just, I don't know. Again, You're curmudgeon. just really antisocial. <laughs> I'm selectively social. Let's be clear yeah, about I this. Know, I, I know. mean, I will share, I share stuff with you, uh, you guys. I share stuff with a few other people, but uh, yeah, I just don't, uh, you know, throw that much 
you know, out there because yeah. I just I don't know. I I look at my life and I don't see anything horribly maybe interesting. Maybe it depends on like how you were raised and what kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, because there's definitely I see that real big difference in my family. There's you know on on different sides of the family, there's some people who are just so closed off and they don't share anything. And if you so much as like, it's really hard when when people pass away or when people grieve. Like you just you can't really share and you can't really get the support that you need. That's a whole other thing. I'm not even going to go there right now. But you know, there's just there's ways that you can support each other along you know over, across distances and I come from families who are so closely tightly knit that they don't really stray very far so I guess they hadn't had the real need to share that kind of stuff far and wide and now that over the generations people have sort of like scattered to the wind so to speak and then I went really far away but yeah there are certain family members where everybody knows everybody's business all the time and then there are certain family members that are just completely closed off you never hear from them and it's not like they don't have anything to share, but they, they are. They're very selectively social. And it's just, well, it rubs some people the wrong middle. way. We mm. need the middle. <laughs> you and yeah, your family? And, and... Yeah, well, I know people that, like you said, that they can't, you know, they can't run to the bathroom without calling their mom first and say, okay, yeah. I'm going to the bathroom. You know, it's yeah. like they have to know everything. everything. They have to go on vacation together. Yeah. They have to go to all the kids, you know school events, sporting mm -hmm. events, they hop, I mean, you know, God forbid they should miss a single one. And I get that when you're a grandparent or yeah. you're close mm -hmm. to your siblings that they want to enjoy it too, but every single one. Yeah. And this, like, this can you quarantine just let is them really have impacting those people. Mm -hmm. well, and, and for me, you know, small town, I mean, it's not that we were antisocial, but we lived around these people. Sending yeah. out a letter would just be redundant. Yeah. Um, yeah that's true. And again, small town, everybody knows everybody's business anyway. So there's, you know, really not much, uh, you know, to, to share. So like I said, I don't want people to come off to think like I'm the next Unabomber or some <laughs> damn thing, but, um, um, you know, maybe the next, uh, you know, uh, don't Mickey let that beer get any longer there, Mike. <laughs> well, some people, yeah. no, that means there's some people are just yeah. private. They just yeah. feel like yeah. what I do is my business. It's right. between me and my family. It's not yours. I'm not going to put it on Facebook. I'm not mm -hmm. going to call you and tell you. It's And that's you know, how I've gotten that's, over the years. I mean, I always kind of was that way. I was very, very not, selective about it. Well, and for me, uh, with the exception of a uh, a couple cousins, the, the rest of them weren't near my age. So, you mm -hmm. know, we re weren't really that close to begin with. So, like I say, for just a number of reasons, we've never really just, you know, you know, done that. And and if you and mom, oh, she'd send out Christmas cards and that kind of stuff. But um, if you, you know, don't grow up around it, then it's like uh, and Deb's family, it, it, again, is small. They weren't uh, as close you know, distance wise is, you know, my family is, but they got together, they saw each other, there really wasn't much uh, uh, need for anything like that. So yeah, like I say, it's kind of your upbringing and stuff. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to paint myself as, you know, a, a complete crank here, but um, well, how are, are you? Know, so you you explained a little bit. So you're getting together physically with your family yet? Yeah, your, your well, kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like on Deb's side, the family's just her and her sister. And mm -hmm. so we, well, you know, uh, we try to get together a few times a year there in Sioux Falls. So not for a while now, mm -hmm. but, um, and my, my brother and my sister, we communicate, uh, mm -hmm. I, again, you know, there's the big age difference. So do your kids you know, come like, to you or do you go out to them mostly? My kids? Mm-hmm. Well, we go to Watertown, see Eric and Ryan every weekend, and okay. uh, Emily down in Sioux City. We try to get down there, but again, you mostly go to them. Uh, they try to come up here, but you know, young. Well, 
young living together mm -hmm. and, um, you know, income and all that stuff. So they try to get up here. And then uh, Emily's boyfriend uh, is holding down two jobs right now, mm -hmm. uh, hoping one will They're become young and busy. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's things there. And mm -hmm. they try to get up here when they can. They do like to come up here because they just like to get out of Sioux City, which mm -hmm. they don't really like that much um and so yeah it, like i say we try to get together um and uh and do things but like i say yeah the, the whole christmas we did do it once or twice and it's just like we had looked at for us it's just kind of depressing because it's like you know we could just save this year after year and send it out because you know mm. not much you know now that the kids are uh, out on their own i guess there's a little bit more you know like Mm -hmm. jobs and promotions and this kind of stuff but yeah it might change you know. as they as they start to have families when that, yeah. whenever that happens okay that's a mm. whole different discussion <laughs> i just saw a whole bunch more white hair pop out right there <laughs> yeah well yeah okay i i just me becoming a grandfather i don't know my my kids uh my kids leave uh lead their lives and you know they make their decisions that's fine and i'm going you know whatever uh you know i have mentioned it and it's kind of like Okay, fine. You know, whatever you your guys make. Your wife decision. doesn't pressure them for grandkids. No, no, oh, no. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a little part of me that would like it. And I know Emily listens to this <laughs> podcast, but, but you're busted. You know, just, I, I know, and and I get it. You know, even on my Bard on the Plane podcast, I mentioned mm -hmm. something about you know becoming a grandparent. I said no pressure, uh -huh. uh, but yeah, and and I get it. You know, they, yeah. they have to make their decisions. We made our decisions, and so you know it works out. And there's you know reasons for everything. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like I say, I just. I mean, even looking back at my family, I realize we're kind of weird. Um, you know, I, I've kind of mentioned some of this stuff before, too, because, like, I never met my dad's parents. Mm -hmm. um, I barely remember mom's parents because they passed away when I was about 10. So, like I say, there's just mm -hmm. not quite the familial uh, connections like, so like opposite you guys on my end of things because they're, yeah. they're this big, fat, you know, Italian family, you know, like the big, fat Greek family. We're the big, fat Italian family. But, you know, like, say, on the flip side, though, because in, in Clark County here, uh, I'm related to, like, about half of the county, hmm. but it, that's a different kind of family. It's yeah. not like the people you hang out with. It's like the people that you have to go, yeah, they're in the tree. Um, <laughs> you know, Shake it hard you enough, and that's all fall out. It. Basically, yeah, and some people are probably saying I'm one of the nuts, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's, so there's family. Well, you were a chump monk a little while ago. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I was a chipmunk. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably going to include that, aren't you? <laughs> well, you're doing the you're doing the sound editing, so uh, you just have to okay. be really nice to us. Is all I'm saying. Okay, all right, <laughs> okay. Well, okay, so I think we've kind of, you know, metaphorically speaking, beat the uh, quarantine stuff to death. But I guess while you're quarantined, uh, Melissa, you're fooling around with your routers at home and trying oh, to yeah. improve networking. So how's that going for you? I have been really happy with it. I got the TP-Link Deco M5. And uh, thanks to our friend Dave Hamilton over at MacGeekGab, he has uh, recommended that. I had put a seed there again, Facebook, can't get away from it. I put out a Facebook post. I was, you know, questioning, uh, curious about some things. I'm always curious about things. I'm always asking questions. And sometimes I even get answers. And that's the coolest part of it all. So had a nice discussion with some people in there. And Dave chimed in and I basically said, here are my needs. You know, this is what I'm struggling with. And, and like I've said on this podcast before, this is a really old house. And we've got concrete walls with, you know, stucco and like plaster. And uh, it's just a challenging setup. It's, it's such a small place, but yet such a challenging setup just because of the construction. And then we have, you know, an aluminum awning. So we've got all these different kinds of materials that are 
uh, being problematic. But really, I think what it boiled down to was just the age of the router. Because when I got the Deco M5, I in, I started out with one. I showed you guys last time my big like network map and you know kind of what I the kind of area that I was dealing with. And this is just one single floor, so it's not like I have to, you know multiple floors to contend with. Um, but it's so spread out, and so I wasn't sure exactly where to put them. But I knew where my problem spots were initially, and so the kitchen was a big area that, that I really wanted to, to deal with. But I started with just installing the first one. So each one of these decos, they kind of look like – the best way I can describe them are they look like smoke detectors. They're about the size of a round standard smoke detector, and they each have two Ethernet ports on them. And so I set up the first one and, you know, I had read all kinds of reviews and I looked at all kinds of pictures and I watched all kinds of videos because if I was going to spend the money and these were on sale, by the way, they were like 169, say 170 bucks for a pack of three of them. And I won't say, I kind of sometimes wonder if it might've been overkill because I probably could have gotten, gotten away with just having two. But then I thought, you know, <laughs> one is good, two is better, three is even better. <laughs> so I got the pack, and I could have actually gotten away with probably the the model that came before that, which was the M4. It doesn't, like I said, it's not a very large place, so it's not like I need 5,000 square footage of, of coverage. I only need, you know, not even half of that. Um, I could have gotten away with the other one, but the problem with the quarantine and stuff like that is, like, was just availability. Was You know, I could have gone and gotten the M4s, like I had, we could have done a curbside pickup, but then they were like $10 more. I'm like, well, why don't I get the better ones for $10 less because they were on sale? So that was what really kind of informed my decision as to which particular model to get. Plus, I'm also, out here, it's, it's really hot. You know, I have to worry about heat dissipation. And I like the fact that these had, you know, kind of holes underneath the bottom with a little bit of a spacer. Um, I do have to be a little careful because I, I put one of them in the kitchen and I put it like by the window and I realized the other day that that was probably not the best decision because it was starting to get kind of hot there so I had to move it back away from the window a little bit and there was another one where I had I had set it on I put it in the back guest room and I had set it on the bed and not thinking about it like I was going to go back do something else and of course I got distracted and I was like oh I forgot to take that off the bed and when I felt it it was a little a little hot so I put it on a flat surface so there's definitely heat dissipation you have to be concerned with with these little guys. Um, but the first one that we set up, I did all I'd say we, myself, what am I? <laughs> so I set it up uh, in the living room where the old router was. Now, I do have plans for moving that kind of stuff around. That's why I got a whole bunch of new Ethernet cables because where it is in the living room, it's central for the living room, but there's a big wall to contend with when it goes into the bedroom. And it's not a huge priority, but eventually I would like to probably relocate it so it's maybe up higher and I might mount it like near the ceiling on one of our beams. We have like a, we have rafters in our home on our ceiling. Um, but other than that, I mean, I set up the one and I felt like, oh my gosh, this is, I can't believe how much coverage we get and how much signal strength. Right away, I did a speed test on the iOS devices and I was like, oh my God, we're getting like close to the speed that we pay for. And I think I might've shown you guys some screenshots. You can see the difference where it was like, it was in the, the tens of, of megabits per second. It went up to, you know, 100 and 120, 140 or something like that. So I was really pleased with that. And then uh, the real world test for me has been FaceTime calls. Um, they're just, they've always been notoriously glitchy with my dad. And he has a, you know, a, a decent recent router from his Comcast service. So I kind of figured that it was me all this time. And it turns out it really, really was. It really just was that old router. So once I got that installed, I tested it. And then I kind of walked around the house 
with between him and my sister on duo and you know they would let me know when the video signal was breaking up a little bit so i thought next time i before i called them i installed the one in the kitchen and then i installed another one in the back room so now i have all three of them out and it's configured in the mesh network system like it's supposed to be with the exception of um, for the wired devices because my big deal here was trying to wire all the things that could be wired so i do have a switch uh, just a regular TP-Link five-port switch that I connected to the main router in the living room. And that is the one that kind of goes through the wall and everything's fed through like the little old ductwork there. So that's what is wiring like my computer that I'm talking to you on now and a couple of other things like the Apple TV, the Fire TV, anything that's got an Ethernet port, I'm trying to run a wire to it. So I've done that on this side of the house. Then there's a couple of other things back on the other side of the house that I still want to wire. And I can still do that. I just have to figure out placement as to where I'm going to actually put these things. So, so far, basically the way that I have it configured is I have it, have the router routing to a switch. And then I have it routing to the other access points in a mesh network. So it's kind of a combination of the two. And it's been great. I FaceTime called my dad yesterday and I was able to go way out into the yard. There was a set of cactus uh, plants that were kind of growing that had beautiful flowers coming out of them and I said I said let me know if you can see this and I kept getting closer and closer and the video never broke up in fact there was always this problem do you guys ever FaceTime with somebody and when you're talking to them the last word that you spoke you kind of hear it feedback just a little bit I always seem to have that problem and yesterday when we were doing it I did not hear that clicking noise so I'm starting to think that it was all just really just poor quality coverage of Wi-Fi so now oh, that we the have that is fantastic yeah I told you like going out by the pool oh, and you know it's... said walking around your backyard mm -hmm. you know obviously I mean as soon as I pull into my driveway it boom it yeah. just I all of a sudden I hear if I have my iPad with me for some reason which oh. I don't too often but if I have my iPad with me for whatever reason um, all of a sudden I hear email downloading. Oh, interesting. You know, because it, because yeah. it jumped onto my network and uh -huh. it's getting all my email. Yeah. And you can even, the app is really, really cool. I haven't played with all of the settings just yet because I mean, I can't do that kind of stuff with a whole family of four without really screwing somebody over, but you can prioritize things. And I haven't put the parental controls on just yet. I mean, it's already, it's already stressful enough being in a quarantine. I didn't want to like torture the kids <laughs> even more than I already have. But that might come in handy in the future. So, uh, But see, the problem with that, though, is, um, you know, they tout these parental controls and, oh, you can turn off the Internet for kids, you know, a certain time of night or whatever. But then they're just going to use their cellular data and blow through that. So how do you, you know, you can turn that off, too, but it's kind of a process and you have to wait and everything. So uh, unless unless there's something really egregious that happens, I'm, I'm not really going to bother with that just yet. But uh, I like the fact that you can constantly see the devices on the network. And mm -hmm. you can reboot things. The only problem that I've been having, and this isn't a TP-Link issue, is um, when we got our new HVAC installed, they gave us a Honeywell thermostat. And I'm really quite pissed because, um, you know, the, the installers were like, oh, yeah, this would be really cool. You just connect it to your Wi-Fi. And, you know, at the time, like, it was it was already stressful, just everything that was going on. I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll, I'll get around to it. I just <laughs> terribly, I assumed that it would be easy, and it's not. You have to, like enter the MAC address and you have to enter this code and you have to wait for it to register and well, it just never registers. So it's one of those things where, well, I guess I gotta wait until there's, you know, the time zone difference and, and go call the customer support and you know how much we love to do that. So that's just on my list of things to tackle later. So I'm kind of frustrated that I cannot, that's the one device that I cannot see 
I can see that it's connected to the Wi-Fi, but I can't use the app to control the thermostat. And I was really looking forward to that. So I'm a bit bummed about that. But other than that, like I'll get like a message, you know, notification when like say, <laughs> I'm going to share this anyway. Uh, my One of my kids has like been sneaking one of their tablets when they're not supposed to. And I had taken it away. And the other day I was looking at the list. I was like, hmm there's that tablet I couldn't find it's connected now interesting so it's kind of funny that you can kind of spy on your kids and you'll a probably bit. get notifications when somebody comes over that yeah has whenever that's that gonna be but on. yeah 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 like when my kids come over it'll say you know a new a new apple device mm -hmm. has, been, uh, has been found on your network and I can open it and go oh yeah my son's iPhone or mm -hmm. yeah my son's computer or whatever Yep, that's exactly what it does. It, it tells you when the new device is detected. Now, when that, if and when that ever happens again, because, you know, that is important to me when the kids are socializing that they're able to game with each other. And you know how I love, like, hosting little game parties. That's one big thing that I really, really miss. I really loved having the kids come over and game together. And so I think when that time comes again, hopefully we'll get that back. I'll, I'll probably set up a guest network, you know, just for the kids to hop on and then then I can see <laughs> just how many devices really end up on there. And that'll be a fun screenshot to take now, won't it? <laughs> so yeah, I've been I've really... about 25 right now. Yeah. So I've been really happy with that experience. I, I recommend it. It's a pretty good setup. It really was, like they said in all the reviews, that it was really easy to set up. I only experienced one little glitch when I was setting it up. It, like I couldn't find the internet. And I think it's because I jumped the gun a little bit. Like you really were supposed to power the modem off, <laughs> you know, start with everything like off and do it in the... There's a there's an order of there's a process you have to follow, and I think I might have just skipped a step or something. But other than that, you know, I just I just rebooted the the modem and it finally found it and it was fine. And once once I got through that, the only thing that you have to do is you do have to plug them in, hook them up. You guys probably experienced this too, that because they've kind of been sitting in a warehouse for a while, they they need their firmware updates, and that's really important to me because I'm glad to see that they are keeping on top of the firmware updates. So that was just refreshing. I know probably some people would be annoyed by that, but, you know, that's something that I look forward to. Like, oh, do you have a, f a firmware update for me? Oh, yay. Let's uh, let's apply that. So once you get all the it firmware doesn't applied. doesn't do it automatic? Eero does it automatically. I think once it's set up, it probably builds because I think I saw that in one of the settings where it'll do it automatically. But yeah. this was like the initiation process that it needed an update because it hadn't been set up yet. So it couldn't do it automatically. But mm -hmm. it, it probably will later. Um, but it does, you know, require it to, to re reboot when it does that. So does it notify you? Like, does it give you a warning that it's going to do? No, I think it does it overnight. Ah, oh, I see. And then it lets me know and I, you know, open the phone in the morning. And it'll say your Eero is now on version whatever. Oh, that'll be interesting like, to see. I'll, I'll have to see if it does that. The problem is, like, you know, I keep, like, all kinds of weird hours. So does it detect that there's no network activity? Uh, does it know when's sure. the let best me... time to do it? I wonder. Check. Um, I do wish that the, uh, the I'm on the category page where it lists all the devices and you can rename them. So a lot of them popped up and they had these really weird names that probably had to do with their MAC address or some kind of model number. And so I was able to rename them so that I know, okay, that's, you know, my husband's HP or, you know, this is this, this is the Kindle versus this is the, the Fire TV or something. So you can rename them. The only thing I wish they would do a little bit differently is like I wish I could turn the phone sideways because the name is really truncated it's kind of a really short list but it, it'll tell you you know when things are transmitting data and how many megabits per second they're uploading and downloading so that's pretty cool I don't know it was just a really it's a really cool product they're nice and clean and they're easy to set up um, like I said I didn't experience too many glitches at all 
and the app is really informative. You can even set up automation and smart actions and stuff like that, and you can do a speed test. It'll be interesting. I'll do, like I have, right now I have 100, and, the last time I checked two days ago, I had 126.7 down and 11.3 up. And I think I did specifically do that test when we were streaming something on TV. So I'm going to test it again while we're recording. Because this is probably the first time I haven't told the family, hey, get the hell off the internet. Hmm. <laughs> and I was just checking my Orbi app here. And it, uh, and I haven't looked at it in a while because the internet's working, so I don't pay too much attention. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm checking on the 56 devices hooked up to my 56. network here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was 57. I wonder what went away. Uh, <laughs> but it does have it broke down by 2.4G and 5G uh, yeah. things. And and you can uh, uh, pause and resume uh, certain devices. So yeah. um, I can kind of, you know, throttle things here. And uh, I think if I go into the uh, – I don't know if I can do it from the app. Uh, As we all test our stuff phone. when we start to Cylon. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing it right. Yeah, yeah I'm doing it right. Say. Yeah, mine is mine is one ten down and eleven up. That's funny. Um, and I see one of my satellites uh, isn't working. I'm going to have to investigate that. And I do see there's an update. I'll do that after the show. Yeah, I've got an update enough... too. Yeah. We've we've had enough fun with uh, me and my uh, tech <laughs> glitches over, <laughs> or the owner glitch. I don't know whichever. Um, but then, um, yeah, and. Uh, I should do a, a test my speed here just for the heck of it and see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, and like I said, I've got the Orbi, and it's been pretty good for me. And, I, yeah, having a mesh network like that is nice because I've tried setting up with different routers where you have mm -hmm. to, you know, enter their names. And even if you keep them the same, sometimes it's not always smooth. And it is like nice static to IPs. have. Uh, you can do that. If I were going to yeah. be doing remote yeah. stuff, I would worry about that more. But right now it's not a – well. And I've, I've screwed with my network enough, uh, you know, like I've had different routers and then, so then I have to go. And now that I've got, like I say, all the echoes and the, uh, the, uh, Googles and the, uh, doorbells <laughs> and all that other stuff, uh, trying to reset this stuff is just a royal pain in the yeah. ass. Uh, so once it's up and running, I don't mess with it too much. Um, yeah, my speed, uh, for here isn't too bad. It's 16 down and six up. So, um, and you know, and I, I think I've mentioned it here before. I like uh, my, you know, we get it through AT&T basically over LTE. The only thing that drives me crazy, and I was a little bit disappointed, um, was that my daughter bought the game Animal Crossing for the uh, Nintendo Switch. And so I decided to buy it too uh, so that, you know, we could play together. Well, then you have to go and buy Nintendo's... Uh, oh, they drive me nuts. They drive me nuts. Well, their link thing that uh, so you can connect with other players is kind of like uh, uh, Xbox's Game Pass or whatever it is. Hmm. Um, well, so I and theirs isn't that expensive. It's like twenty dollars for a whole year. So I plunked down all this money for that, and then figured out that it didn't like the way my network is configured. And I've had that problem with other things. But the strange thing was we were able to play Minecraft. Uh, hmm with this setup and it didn't seem to bulk but when it came to uh animal crossing or anything else like that it you know it tells me i have a double nat situation and like say i'm pretty sure it has to do with the lte setup that we you know are using here because our isp is in chicago which drives me absolutely crazy because then when you're watching something that shows commercial well they're going to show you local commercials well i don't mm. live in chicago uh -huh, and right. i 
and I can't don't have any way to tell that I don't live in Chicago. And the same way with this low cast, which I thought was going to be a great way to watch TV shows without having to, you know, put up an antenna. Well, if I wanted to watch Chicago shows, but that's not going to do me much good. So, uh, yeah, like I say, that's my my complaint there. But that's not the router. That's just my AT&T. And and right now it doesn't suck. Um, There's (laughs) been a few times when the cell tower goes down, we lose our Internet, we lose our TV, we lose everything. Well, now that I got the antenna on the house, we do at least have over the air TV. So that will save us um and we do have a, a, a fm am fm radio around the house here so we you know do have music that we can listen to if we wish but um you know that's uh, that drives me a little bit crazy and i wish there was a solution but it's still at&t is still cheaper than going through our local uh, uh, uh telephone company here for internet so mm-hmm. um you know i'm fine i live with it but you know um you know, you know, I, and I've just gotten to the point where I just don't let it, as long as it's up and running, I'm not questioning it too much. You know, don't poke it. You may find right. out what's wrong with it. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. So. so I'm going to stop playing with mine now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have to, like, say, check some things when I'm done here. But uh, uh, so I guess uh, we can move on to our picks. And we're doing it a little bit differently this time because with the uh, uh, quarantine and such, you know, everyone's staying home. So we decided this time, uh, you know, and one, one of the things about all the staying at home is and don't go out and everything is uh, your local establishments, your local businesses are kind of taking uh, taking a hit. Mm-hmm. And so we decided why don't when when it, uh, things open back up, uh, what's going to be our favorite restaurant to go back to uh, or what which one are we looking forward to the most to go back to? Um, and what's your favorite thing on the menu? Ooh, I hadn't gotten that far. Mm, I have um, to think about that. Yeah, I may have to. But uh, so, why don't we start with uh, uh, Melissa? Why don't you tell us uh, what your favorite restaurant? Would oh, be? my mouth is watering just thinking about this. I'm glad this is at the end because I'm going to go need to eat something now. <laughs> Today's Sunday, so we've had our big spaghetti meal now. So I've already I've already had the big meal, and now I'm ready to go snack. And I wish I could snack on this. So the thing that I picked, uh, our local restaurant here that I really like a lot, is called Guadalajara. And I guess there's a couple different locations. And my favorite thing on the menu is lobster enchilada. They have uh, an enchilada that is corn-based instead of floured. <laughs> so it's, like, safer for me to eat. And uh, so I put a link in the show notes if anybody local happens to listen to this. It's GuadalajaraOriginalGrill.com. And they actually do have, I mean, we were thinking about maybe this might be fun to do for our anniversary coming up in July. Maybe we could order out from them because they do have local delivery available. And uh, they have a couple different methods for that. So you can support your local restaurants if they offer takeout and delivery. And that would be a good way to uh, to help them out and fill your tummy. Okay. And uh, Lisa, what's your uh, your pick for your restaurant? I'm going to be the party pooper and say none. You can't because, decide. <laughs> no, no. Because to be totally honest, I have never enjoyed going out to eat. Oh, okay. Um, it's just not something I like to do. Well, if not your local restaurant, is there is there a local business so, that you would like, like? I'd rather I do takeout. Mm-hmm, okay, and that's what we've been doing. In fact, I think I'm going to do it tomorrow night. I'm going to get some takeout. I'm just not sure where yet. There's Usually, a lot of I choices. Like Chinese. 
oh, around me, oh my God, I could practically walk. Yeah. We have Red Robin and we have Applebee's and Carrabba's and we used to have a Ruby Tuesdays and Pizzerina Uno's, but those just closed. Mm-hmm. We have Pan- Panera. I mean, we have so much just within like a half mile radius of me. And then if I want to drive a little bit, we've got Olive Garden. I mean, we have one one road that has everything. Olive so you could Garden. probably order something online Red and Lobster, have them deliver Cheesecake it. Factory, um, BJ's Brew House, Cheesecake Factory. Something you mentioned a couple of times. You like them? Yeah, yeah. We've gone to Cheesecake Factory. Get the takeout there. I did that. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going to go tomorrow. I'm either going to probably do BJ's or Applebee's. Mm-hmm. We have Outback Steakhouse, um, Lone Star Grill. We just have everything. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not a go-out-to-eat to kind of a person. Mm-hmm. Oh, plus we have two diners mm-hmm. right oh. near us. <laughs> uh, but I usually if I'm going out, it's because I'm meeting a friend for lunch mm-hmm. or, you know, someone's coming in from out of town, so you meet them for dinner, that kind of thing. But for Tom and I to go out, I don't know. I just, I don't like spending, like, like for our, what anniversary was it? Our 35th anniversary, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I forget now. We've married a long time. Um, The kids, Shane flew up as a surprise, and the kids took us to a really fancy restaurant. And I I just hated for them to spend all that money. Like, don't, I I, I don't know. I just, I don't like, I I don't know. It's just Mm. not for me. Uh It's just not my thing. Yeah, but you have your takeout, so you can still support local places by ordering takeout. Yeah, we do takeout a little bit too much. Mm. (laughs) A lot of pizza. Mm -hmm. A lot of pizza. (laughs) Well, and you see, for us, it's a little bit different. Now, I've got two here because, like I say, I live in Clark, but we go to Watertown every weekend and see the kids. So, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah so that one local, and like I say, when we're in town here, we don't go out to eat a lot. Uh, Deb usually cooks. Um, but there are those times, like especially uh, when we're both working and we get home and we're both tired and say, screw it, what do we want? So um, we do have a few places in town, and we don't have the name uh, national brands like you guys do. We have a few eateries in town here because we're only like 1,200 people. But uh, I think one of our favorites is um, the Corner Diner. Um, and they just got good hamburgers and french fries and they got ice cream in there and they got pies. And, um, but those are the better ones uh, as yeah. opposed to the, the chains. I mean, the last mm-hmm. two times we've been to Olive Garden, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, they have great salad and great breadsticks, but the rest of their food was like, ew, what happened to you? Hmm. Well, and, uh, you know, to relate a uh, takeout, you know, frustration that we had this weekend, uh, we go to Culver's to eat in Watertown. Uh, uh, it's at least a Midwest chain. I don't know if it's national or not. Yeah, but, uh, okay. So, um, and we do like their food, and the food is good when we get there, but it seems like they screw our order up. Uh, when we, for when we're, when we're sitting in, we have to double check and they may have all the stuff. They just may not have the right combination of who ordered the hamburger and the onion rings and blah, blah, blah. So we went there yesterday to get stuff and to take up to, uh, Ryan's place to eat and celebrate his birthday. And we got in there and I don't know if I think we did it right. And I don't know, but I don't know if it's the car ahead of us or if it was the manager in the building. Anyway, we get up there. And Deb uh, always has Culver's coupons with her. So uh, we pull up there, and she hands him four coupons because we had four value baskets. And he said, well, we can't use that on uh, kids' meals. Mm. And we're going, we didn't order any kids' meals. (laughs) Somebody in the back seat you don't know about? (laughs) Yeah, no, we checked that pretty closely. Eric was back there. So, yeah, he said, no. 
And he's no kid. He's like going to be 32. Anyway, uh, so come to find out, I don't know. So you order at the thing back there, and then you pull up to the window and you pay. Well, the vehicle ahead of us, I don't know if they didn't pull up to the window. Because once you pay, then you pull over to the side and park, and they'll bring the stuff out to you. I don't know if they skipped the window and went over there. So then we were paying for their order because we were next in line uh, up to the window there. Or if management screwed up on the inside, I don't know, whatever. But they eventually got it figured out. But we had to sit there about, oh, I want to say 15 minutes. It seemed like forever, holding up the line until they got it all sorted out. But that's our curse. Whatever line we're in, there's going to be a snafu. It's like God's curse on us or something. But anyway, so we got that. So like I say, our whole takeout thing has kind of been hit and miss, you know, with a few misses. But uh, okay, so my Watertown pick. Again, another local establishment. It's Dempsey's uh, Pub. Um, so they have a microbrewery in there. I don't usually imbibe because I'm driving. Deb isn't too crazy about me drinking. Uh, but they do have good uh, – it's sort of like an Irish-themed pub in there. And the uh, I like the decor in there because they've kind of gone for the, the, the pub look. And it's in what used to be an implement dealer building, but it was one of those from like the 20s and 30s. So it's got the like the tin ceiling and you know certain architectural aspects to it. So it's kind of an experience Ooh, like to go to there. And eat. Yeah, and it's like it's not one of those places we go real often, but it's one of those places when we, you know, a lot of us, uh, our tradition is um, when it's somebody's birthday, they get to pick where to eat. So Ryan picked Culver's yesterday, so it's his fault. Uh, he doesn't listen <laughs> to the podcast, so I can say that, but. Um, <laughs> So, you yeah, know, when one of us, uh, <laughs> oh, she probably will. And then, yeah, and then he'll, yeah, anyway, that's our family. Yeah, I'm sure she will. But, um, uh, so every, uh, you know, I picked Dempsey's a time or two, and I think maybe Eric has too. But so it's one of our places that we like to go. It's our special treat because, uh, you know, it is, it is a little pricey, but, um, like I say, good food, good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And then they make, uh, they have, uh, their own brewed root beer and you know that's See, that's, good that's, stuff, that's so. the thing that i miss about certain that's why i pick guadalajara because it's one of those things where you you can only get that experience when you're there in the restaurant even mm-hmm. though you know we would probably order takeout just because it's that place where we like um they have mariachi music and i love to see you know the live performance but every time you go, they make the salsa fresh. Like a lady comes over and asks you, you know, if you want it to be mild or spicy. And she mm. puts the ingredients in a bowl and she mixes it up, you know, right? And you give her a tip. And, you know, it's just it's just a neat little thing. You know, it's just a – I guess it's just that, you know, Italian – like this is Mexican food. But it's that Italian thing that I love so much from my family where you make the food there. It's like freshly made. I just I just love that. Well. And you uh, you you mentioned Guadalajara. We have a Guadalajara restaurant in in Watertown. I really? believe it's a local. Ah. Well, or maybe it's like uh, Watertown Sioux Falls. So it's like a not a national chain, but like I say, there's two restaurants. I think uh, I know Watertown, maybe Sioux Falls. But uh, and I don't know that they make the the salsa fresh, but the chips are mm. fresh baked right out of the oven because sometimes they'll be warm uh, when they bring them to your table. So mm. that's that's yeah. kind of nice. But yeah, th- that same feeling. So, you know, and they've tried to do it. You know what? What I assume is authentic, because I wouldn't know a you know authentic Mexican if it ran over me. But <laughs> I'm gonna guess that you know, because they've got the hand painted uh, uh, stuff in there and the uh, uh-huh. you know the real bright colors and all oh, this yeah. stuff. So it's very festive looking. Anyway, do they play music? Uh, Have you ever been there when no. they have live music? No, no, they're not quite that uh, oh. that authentic. But uh-huh. okay. uh, and it's a comedy a, night. Oh, that'd be fun. 
Ooh. Um, yeah, that's the other thing. I don't know I, if I could I'm... eat and watch a comedy show. I'd probably choke on my food from laughing. Yeah. It doesn't say anything, though. There's no information about it. So I don't know if it's, you know, certain, you know, maybe they just took it off the website right. while everybody's in quarantine and they'll put it back up again. It just says comedy night. Hmm. Well, the one thing I was looking forward to and I was considering doing before all this stuff uh, started happening was – uh, in Watertown, we have uh, Ga the Goss Opera House, which was like a mm. opera house that was built in the 1800s or early 1900s. I forget when it was built exactly. And they're restoring that. And they've been working on it. And uh, we've been there before. Um, and they've done things. They've had uh, comedy people there. And it, it's kind of nice uh, to go there. And they were going to have some comedians there like in June. And I hadn't bought tickets yet because I just didn't know what my June was going to look like. Because it's a Friday night. And um, oh, lots of reasons. But now, like I say, with this, uh, I think they're close to being done with the remodeling. Especially now that they don't have people in the way. Um, but they were going to open it up and have a comedy night. And I would like to have gone to that. And you know, right now, not holding my breath. For a lot of things, but that—that's another thing in Watertown. You know, what am I looking forward to when, when we can start doing things again? And you know, to go mm -hmm. see that would be, you know, kind of nice. So yeah, things that we hope we can keep alive by starting yes. it now rather than later. Right, uh, and for them, it's actually say fortuitous because they don't have to cancel anything because they were in the middle of remodeling with this anyway. So they can—they're on track and on schedule. And you know, now we got to do is get the stuff the quarantine down but uh so i think with that we'll uh start to wrap up the show and as we always do we will uh introduce ourselves so elisa why don't we start east uh with you and you can tell people where they can find you okay on twitter i'm at sensei die or you can find me on threegeekyladies.com with the number three spelled out which is the podcast i do with suze gilbert and vicky stokes Okay, and now we'll jump to the other side of the country, more or less, to, uh, and Melissa, where can they, people find out about you? You can find me online all over at The Mac Mommy, or you can go to my website, themacmommy.com. And, uh, we'll, and then we'll end up in the middle here with me, and if you want to find out all the stuff that I do, you can just head on over to mike-mcpeak.com, uh, Mike and you can see all the things I do there. And if you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekyshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome. We thank everyone that does that. We hope you've enjoyed this show as much as we have. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. From a distance, through the window. <laughs> yeah, that too. Hello, I'm Guy. And I'm Gaz, from the MyMac.com podcast. And we're here to tell you about a very serious condition plaguing Mac users everywhere. It's known as BPSI, or Boring Podcast Sleep Induction. It can happen anytime, anywhere, while listening to dull podcasts and driving. You can prevent BPSI by subscribing to the MyMac.com podcast on iTunes. Our podcast is many things... <laughs> but never boring. Available without a doctor's prescription. The MyMac.com podcast is not responsible for loss of bodily functions while laughing. Side effects include blurred vision, nervous tics, trying not to smile, angry yelling when we say something wrong, and the inability to call our Skype number, which is 703-436-9501. Women trying to become pregnant should not be listening to the MyMac.com podcast, as it will take time away from having sex, which you normally need to do to become pregnant. So remember, listen to the MyMac.com podcast. Think of the children. Mm -hmm.